everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the pilots with me tonight? Uh, Slippy Stefan Gatto, <laughs> JD. <laughs> Peppy Stewart Hughes. And our special guest? I guess that makes me the, what's the, Falco, Kendall. <laughs> uh, you guys, I think I'm going to have to sit this one out. <laughs> I heard that a lot, by the way, too. Yeah. I'm Kendall. Oh. Oh, I say and, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Kendall, where might people know you from if they listen to the show? Uh, I was on an episode or, or when we talked about Goldeneye. Um, so uh, episode ten. Yeah. You may know Kendall from Games My Mom Found. Check it out. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I was referring to, but yes, I've also right. yeah, I've also I also do other podcasts on the Kendall Cast Network, uh, KendallCast.ninja stuff. Yes. I wish I had guest starred on a bunch of his episodes. Actually, yep. on Bulbasaur and a P- Detective Pikachu episode. Yep. Good time. Yeah, go check that out. Kendallcast.ninja. And before Make we get too better. far, <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to another podcast that called Zach and Dean Geek Machines, a podcast for geeks of all background. Whether you're consumed by comics, script by gaming, or burning for beers, take a listen to their podcast. It's pretty funny and definitely got some. You need something else to pass that time. And I think I'm going to introduce the title that we're going to be talking about this week. Unfortunately, uh, but this was originally one of DJ's picks that was Star Fox Assault, but then I changed it to another Star Fox game. We went with Star Fox 64. Classic. It is a classic. It's a classic that as a kid, I could never get anywhere because I suck at these type of games. <laughs> well, I, so I never, never really played it as a kid. I tried. I even had a strategy guide for it, but I could never get very far off those, off those couple lives. Just was wow. bad. It, it, <laughs> how about you, Stefan? You played this back in the day? Uh, yeah, I actually got surprised uh, with a gift for this because usually on Easter, we just go get eggs with like dollar bills in them because that's my family. And uh, they just gave us a basket and there it was just sitting there, Star Fox 64. I was like, holy snap. Yeah, so. back then that wouldn't have been cheap either. <laughs> no. Games were, were yeah. not cheap when this came out back in 1997. <laughs> so. Were they like 70 bucks or something? Somewhere, yeah. 80? I know Goldeneye yeah. was like 80 or 90 back then. That's insane. Thanks, got better. <laughs> well, it's been 60 now as a starting price for a long time. It's like 60 base now is the standard. Like the base yeah. game, any new game base is 60. And then almost every game will have 100 other fucking collector's editions and special editions that yeah, just go but- in price. That you don't need them. I mean, a lot of people. There's, I mean, they only make such a limited amount anyway. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like if you're gonna buy a game, like as soon as it comes out, like if I buy a game the day it comes out, it usually means it's a game that I really want or like really care about, and so I'm just gonna go ahead mm-hmm. and want the collector's edition. I'm gonna go ahead and you know regret not having that stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm actually the opposite. If I buy a game the day it comes out, chances are I will never play it. <laughs> uh, or, uh, um, or because because it means if i because if i bought it the day it came out that means that i was completely just wrapped up in the hype and <laughs> not the actual content of the game because nobody knew the content of the game uh and that and also also i'll add i'm like super pro dlc and stuff because most of the time i only get halfway through video games anyway so if you know, if 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 you're like, yeah, you can pay thirty dollars to get the last third of the game. I'm like, save thirty dollars because I wasn't going to get to the last third of the game anyway. That's an interesting you way know. of looking at it. Yeah, 
that's that actually brings up an important thing that if Star Fox 64 was released today, all those other planets in this game would probably be DLC. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, no, they'd be they'd be seasonal updates, but you'd have to have the season pass to get them. So it wouldn't be DLC, but you'd be spending money for part of the game that came out later. But it's not DLC. Yeah, microtransactions <laughs> for uh, ship colors. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of happened with a different it's not game. DLC. Yeah, isn't isn't there literally a game that that made Star Fox the DLC of the game? Yes. Um, yeah. Battle for Atlas, Starlink, Battle for yeah. Atlas. Yeah. He, it even he has come, star in the name. And it comes with an R. It comes with a little model R Wing Zero too. Oh. The only reason I want it, but I don't have a Switch, so I'm How not is that buy possible? It. Because parts of the ship aren't even connected to the other parts of the ship. They, the they are for this floating. model. <laughs> that was the graphics Ooh. of the time. <laughs> So I, thought the, the, I thought this game held, I thought this game held up really well visually. Yeah, I actually Yeah. I actually 64 is always like a weird era to go back to because it's that first like 3D era of games, or first like real 3D era of games, I should say. Um and some stuff just looks like garbage and some stuff kind of it kind of works with it. Like old Legend of Zelda's, Star Fox, even like some old Mario's look pretty Andrew good. Kazooie. Still. Well, well, Banjo Kazooie certainly has like a style that I think fits with it. Actually, no, the graphics did look good. Like I, I did enjoy visually looking at this game. I still thought it looked cool. I mean, especially compared to the Super Nintendo version, <laughs> this looks wonderful still. If this had been a um, PlayStation One game, it would look like garbage. No <laughs> PlayStation One game has aged has aged well. No, well, Pac Man World still looked kind of clean think, when we played that. I think. Well, uh, Crash Team Racing looks pretty good, but it's a like it's a super late mm. uh, installment. I think I think PlayStation is one of those systems that like they kind of it got better over the course of its lifespan. <laughs> there's Probably. something about there's something about like adding polygons where it's like if you have the minimum amount of polygons, it looks good, and if you have the maximum amount of polygons, it looks good. But if you're like <laughs> if you're like two thirds of the way there, it just looks like shit. <laughs> There's a term for that. It's called the uncanny valley. That kind of makes sense. Well, no, because wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be the stuff that looks like the best would be the most unnerving? Like New Tomb Raider would be unnerving because it looks so human. Um. So that's okay. Specifically, yeah. Specifically, when you talk about the uncanny valley, it's like it's like stuff just. When you're talking about like AI and like st- how human stuff looks, it, yeah, you're right. That like the more it looks human, but it doesn't look human. But I guess, but the thing, I guess, where I was, the way that I was using the metaphor was like there's a like there's, there's like a, a line somewhere. Point. There's a yeah. cutoff point somewhere. You know, just like just like eight bit looks really good, mm-hmm. but you know somewhere in between, but there's but somewhere in between eight bit and what we have now looks like garbage, you know, yeah, the, the very basic, that's what I liked about this was it was like elegantly designed using four polygons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Miyamoto. I mean, most of his games somehow always hold up. All, that, all of his games hold up. Yeah. <laughs> and I will I mean, die on that hill. About him. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things about this game is it, it, it still looks good. I mean, even though I don't like the gameplay of, of Star Fox that much, it still plays, you know, fine. Like, it's still, you know, it's an on-rail shooter. It still holds up well. I mean, it's still fun to play if you are if you know what you're doing. Yeah, played pretty good for an, an N64 game. N64 
That controller is like as the further away we get from the N64 controller, the harder it is to go back to that style. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's painful. The more like you forget it over time, you like you start like repressing the memories of that <laughs> that awful controller. <laughs> and you go back to it, you're like, Ugh. I need I mean, hands to play this shit. I was playing on a on a USB N64 controller because I need safe states for this game. <laughs> I would have never made it otherwise, but I thought it. I still that controller still just just hurts me. I mean, I was I'm gonna play it just fine. I was, but I don't like it. Like I, I, a couple of times, I got confused how to do things. I'm like, what buttons do what again? <laughs> yeah, I've got that. I've got that. Uh, the thing I kick started for I forget what it's called, but there was a oh ret the Retro Fighters N64 controller that I I use it for GoldenEye as well. That uh, that makes it makes playing N64 games a lot nicer. Although I did end up uh, needing save states, uh, and I would encourage. This game is actually like I think it's like good with save states. Like it's yeah. Like the really the only issue that I had was that you get two lives. Like if you had gotten five lives mm-hmm. and then like gotten an extra life at the end of every level, like if they if they were just more generous with the lives, I don't even think I would have needed save states. Yeah. Maybe yeah, a couple I know you can checkpoints get, too. You can get extra life throughout the levels depending on how if you get a high enough kill count or hit count right, or something. Right. But it's like but it's hard. I mean it, as when I was playing through it with, you know, with save states. So theoretically never dying, I got an extra life, like every other level, which is that's not enough. Like, are, are we talking about Star Fox 64 here? Because this is like, I mean, you can play this with your eyes closed. This game is not right. hard at all. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. We suck at video games. Unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> well it's not it's not that it's hard it's not that it's hard it's just that like i was trying to play it in i was trying to beat the entire game in two days mm. and uh i mean that's the other thing is if i was if it was 1997 and this was the only game that i owned that i would have been <laughs> and i was blown away by the graphics i would have been happy you know playing through the first two levels over and over again until i got through the third level and then over and over again until i got to the fourth level you know i was just trying to power through it i just think that it 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 actually like it holds up as a modern like the difficulty is is such that it holds up as like a modern game if it has if you use save states or if it had or if it was more generous with the lives well it comes from that era where every game was like an arcade game that you had in your house like that's right, how right. that's yeah. how games were viewed back in then back in the, the ancient days of 1997 <laughs> um, or 93 because this is like a remake of the original star fox really um, Close to. That's why they yeah. never released Star Fox Two. Yeah, it's yeah, or it's not a remake. It's like a reboot of Star Fox. But yeah, like the like same basic premise. So it's like a rail shooter that you'd find in a arcade that you could just play at mm-hmm. home. So realistically, you'd just like keep going at it again and again and again for like over the course of a couple months until you could beat it without dying. Yeah, but What's like the di- <laughs> the difference is, you know, we live in the world of we live in the world of uh of of uh free to play arcades. I don't know how many. Free, how many free-to-play arcades are around you guys? But there's there's several of them, and they None. serve alcohol, and it's awesome. Oh, near me. There's um, one near me. Well, I think but we like, have David but Buster's like you play you through, you know, everything at David Buster's. <laughs> you play through like the X Men arcade game, which is like universally loved. But if it's on free-to-play mode and you're just brute forcing your way through it, like that's the game like it sort of reveals the weaknesses to the gameplay Mm -hmm. and i feel like this game having played through it with with save states and stuff like 
it actually revealed how strong the gameplay was because I didn't actually end up like, it was just like these like little spots where I'd have to, you know, reload my save a bunch of times. Most of the time I actually did kind of cruise through it, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with, with minimal difficulty. I mean, you know, with, with reasonable difficulty. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not, it's yeah. It's not like training wheels, like easy. I mean, there's some, like bosses are not easy. I'll yeah. admit to that. But it's got a uh, nice balance of throwing a shitload of like nobody minions at you before mm -hmm, throwing right. you into like a big boss fight with an actual character. Gotta do a lot of dodging. Yeah. You will barely roll. The only really my only complaint is that the the uh the, about the boss battles, like it was very awkward to tell like like when my ship would go close versus far. Like back and forth, and then like, what I couldn't like point my gun at places. Like I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it would have been better if I was chasing the boss, or if he was chasing me, or even like well, there even was that the one where you you do like the trench run, like the Death Star trench run after the boss. Oh my gosh! When we get to the, talking about that, I got a story about that guy. Um, <laughs> oh, before we go too far, one thing we should say that we hadn't mentioned yet, is what well, we did mention, there is a map, but this game actually has different paths depending on how you play. If you play a level a certain way or destroy a certain thing, you can unlock a harder path versus an easier path. Mm -hmm. I yeah. took the easier path, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't Yeah, <laughs> I didn't unlock anything. <laughs> yeah, to say this game is just a real shooter would be significantly underselling it like there's I mean, there's a lot going on there's three different ways to i think there's three different paths to get to the final planet which is venom which is also something that's really cool about a game at this time which i mean because normally this game if you're good at it can take what an hour two hours to play through it i want to say if not less yeah if you know yeah, you four hours but <laughs> you're also not the only one on screen like it's funny we we probably should have put this in place of like ace combat because this is so much of an ace combat game <laughs> But like uh, this game has like the wingman system where you like you've got Peppy and uh, Falco and Slippy like flying around the screen as well, and you've got to you've got to help them out. Like they'll have enemies chasing. Yeah, them. yeah. How come I always had to help them out and they never once helped me? Because you're Fox McFucking <laughs> Cloud, man. Like that. <laughs> and he's that Slippy level, Toad. <laughs> the level where you have to destroy the 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 core. Every time I turned around, three of the bosses were following me. <laughs> and yet, still, all of my wingmen got destroyed in that level. <laughs> <laughs> the wingmen are not... I don't think they're very good. And when they die, they're, they're out for an entire mission or so. Yeah. Uh, which is annoying. Which, yeah. yeah, which makes things easier, I guess, because you're not having to freaking yeah. bail them out constantly. Help me out! There's yeah, someone almost, at my It's almost more of, like, when they're alive, they're more of, like, an escort mission type thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't provide any assistance, really. Well, and like in the first, the first two levels when I was playing it, they'd be like, "Help me out!" Oh, I just got destroyed. Well, oh, actually, they actually, they do provide some assistance, but it's very minor. Like uh -huh. Slippy will give you, like the bosses, he'll give you like the HP bar on the side of your screen. After a while, he'll oh, be like, scanning. "Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's scanning shields." But he does yeah. that even when he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, he's like, I'm Peppy sitting in the and... cockpit in the. The big ship, the great fox. Well, yeah, well, Peppy and Falco stop helping you after they they die. Yeah. Um, but Peppy is just annoying to me. Like his advice is always really obvious or shitty. Where he's like, "Don't get shot, <laughs> dodge their attacks." And it's like, yeah. "Yeah, no shit, Peppy." <laughs> he's like, "Just yeah. like your father." 
Yeah. Everybody's obsessed with my dad. I want to make my own. Day, Peppy, God damn it. Peppy's voice straight... is like the first thing you would hear if the apocalypse started. It's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> They're coming at I, you. I did... Yeah, I didn't mind Peppy as much as I as Skippy. And then I just realized I just put two and two together. Um, it, in that in that level where you have to destroy the core, Skippy got like said that she was leaving, like like way early on. Like embarrassingly, I didn't realize I was supposed to destroy the core in that level. So I was on that level for a long time, and uh, and she was just flying around. And I'm like, why is she still flying around? And it's because the story reason is that she crashes after that, I think, or something. Something well, Slippy like that is actually a guy. Um, oh yeah, I yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, he sounds very like. It's like shut the hell up, Slippy. He's just the most like. I mean, he has been considered. He is considered one of the most annoying video game characters. It's not me saying that. That is just like general general knowledge. Like a lot of people put him on most annoying characters lists. The consensus. Yeah, he's just yeah. so fucking annoying. Hey, yeah. me, me, me. <laughs> oh, God, Fox, I'm going down. It's like I'm just sitting behind the, the fucking stick going like, good. <laughs> Stop talking oh. to me, Slippy. Did anybody, did anybody play this in first person at all? I did a couple times just because there were a couple parts where I needed it to help me situate where I was at. Ooh, it's kind of like Rogue Squadron. Like every once in a while, you just want to flip it over and try it out, but then you never really stay in it yeah it's say. cool yeah but it's not like the best way to play it, it's like it goes back and forth between uh it's the same thing star wars battlefront does where like first person in the ships is really cool but you realize very quickly that you need to see what's going on around you <laughs> like third <laughs> person is just can. third person is just always easier in any game unless you're inside a building third person is always easier most of the Hit time the that i was in most of the time that I was in first person was when I was trying to do like a barrel roll or a flip or something, and I went the wrong, and I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> there's, uh, okay, there's so we reason. should talk about this real quick. It's yeah. it's actually not a barrel roll; it's an ailment roll. Ailer, ail, roll. Ailron roll. That's what they call a barrel roll. They call it a barrel yeah. roll, but they are wrong. Okay. Yep. But Look, also, I don't, shit. This is this is <laughs> this is Star Fox language. It's not real world language. Yeah, this is true. This is a world where we don't have Fox piloting our aircraft in, in the in the in the Air Force. Yeah, every Predator drone has a Fox duct taped to the front of it. Yeah, aircraft. why do you think they that. call it a Predator drone? That's why they cost so much money. They have to go catch a fox every single time and train them. Yeah, them to be a pilot. Yeah, a and every time one crashes, they're gonna go send a team to rescue the fox. They have to send Snake to go rescue the fox. <laughs> Snake? Fox? Uh, that was actually kind of funny. It shouldn't have been, but it made me laugh. Talking about that, actually, there was a... Um, Star Fox does have a connection with um, Metal Gear. Smash Brothers? Well, yeah, that too, but... <laughs> <laughs> Where were you going with this? It, well, they're in Smash Brothers. Slippy shows up in... He's just been melee in the background, right? But in Brawl, like he and Snake will talk about um the Shadow Moses incident. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I just realized crap. I was gonna make a joke at the beginning of the podcast and I forgot to. You can make it now. I can edit it and put it in the beginning. I won't, but I could. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I was gonna say I was We're gonna, gonna put say, it at the very end. <laughs> I was gonna say that it was so weird that they just used Super Smash Brothers music in this in this video game. <laughs> that is kind of funny. But Crazy. yeah, but apparently, and but I levels. totally forgot. Oh my gosh. And they go so far as to use a Super Smash Brothers level. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Get your own ideas. Yeah. Star Fox. Oh, oh, just, I wonder, that was also one of my, thank you for bringing that up. That was one of my first introductions to Star Fox was 64. Because I never played the Super Nintendo game. I knew of this game, but I kind of stayed away from it because I, I suck at these type of games. But uh, it was, it really was. That's what pulled me in with Smash Brothers. That's what got because Fox was my main back in the day in Smash. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. Those people. Yeah, you seem like a <laughs> most jerks seem like Fox a is their main. I can't talk I, if I play Smash Brothers. The only character I can play is Pit, just because <laughs> that's the only way I can not die. If I just play Pit and I never touch the ground, I'm that asshole. Man, you played Pit in 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 in, uh, in the original Smash Brothers? Did you? Yeah, have, like, I a had a mod in it. And it was crazy. <laughs> oh, one thing we hadn't mentioned yet. Oh, you had the is... Japanese version. Yeah. <laughs> Super is... Smash Brothers. It was a different game. And you have you have your team, which is Star Fox, Slippy, Falco, the Wolf Team. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. I, I forgot. Also, I couldn't. And Peppy. And you had the Wolf Team, which is Wolf, oh, Star Wolf, Pigma. O'Donnell. Andross's nephew, I think, because it couldn't be his son, so it's his nephew. Yeah, it's uh, Wolf O'Donnell, uh, Pigma Dengar, which is a Star Wars joke. I never Ooh. caught that before. Yep, Dengar is one of the bounty hunters Ooh, that goes after bounty hunters. Yeah, yes. he's the guy who's wrapped up in toilet paper. Yes, yeah. he's in my Dengar with blaster carbine. Is in my is in my uh, Star Wars <laughs> card deck that I'm going to be playing out in Continentals next week. I love Dengar's weird history in Star Wars. Like, Dengar has a weird cult following, despite just not really having any screen time, not saying anything, and just being a guy wrapped up in toilet paper. I mean, he's cool. His Tales of the Bounty Hunter story was 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 pretty good. It was um, <laughs> top three. Well, and yeah. then his jokes in the uh, the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials are easily my favorite Star Wars jokes they make. Where he's like, he flies a giant toilet, and he's like, "Look out, everybody! It's Dengar." <laughs> oh, oh, what is the name of that chameleon guy that no one cares about? Bosk. Okay, he's the other one that's part of that little crew of the Star Wolf yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bosk. Bosk had the worst tale of in the tales of the bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Not, yeah. Bosk. I'm... Bosk. Dengar. Zuckus. Forlom. Oh. Ig88. Boba Fett. Who's my favorite? Yeah. Ig88. Badass. <laughs> Zuckus oh no! The, the chameleon for the Star Wolf team. We're I know talking we're talking about Star Wars now. I know. Come on <laughs> no now. This, 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 I guess that star in the name, so you're in, like, uh, screw the fox. There's a great <laughs> sequence in the Star Wars Clone Wars show where Ahsoka's <laughs> on a ship and she like crashes into a warehouse and it's just filled with IG-88 assassin drones. Oh, I need yeah. to watch that. That's <laughs> great. So, so the thing about Star Wolf and his team. <laughs> Thank you. Is both times they say, show up. I thought you were gonna say so. The thing about Star Wars, I did too. Both, I times, they, like, oh, both no. times they show up, you you don't kill any of them, or yeah. at least I didn't. Like you you canonically lose the first time, and then the second time you blow up the you blow up the core. Like they are not at all related to the objective. And I spent like forty five minutes trying to fight them on the one where you blow up the core. And I was like, I just hit this guy like eight times and, it, and he's still at full health. What is going on here? Yeah. I, uh, I always had this weird idea that 
it would be really sad if uh, somebody donated an N64 to like an orphanage and the kids were playing through that fight because those guys talk a lot of shit and one of them says like, the fox too bad your dad's not here to see a fail yeah <laughs> like how sad that would be just playing that game and having to hear that <laughs> i i killed three of the four in that level where it blows up the reactor i couldn't kill the nephew i never did kill the nephew I, I never did kill the nephew but i almost killed him then the level ended well, but it goes back and forth between i was i was very confused by the timeline because james fox's dad for some reason <laughs> the other fox in the game is named james there's fox and james uh so one name was pretty uncreative that's like oh yeah my dad's name is casey and my name is is human <laughs> Hi, i'm human um yeah so like yeah james gets killed and then it's like a couple years later and fox is a grown-up and it's like what wait was he supposed to be a kid when his dad died I what's mean, going on here i mean how many years do foxes live that's a good point, actually. Yeah, does he? Did they grow up or like? Does did they age in dog years? I mean, at first, I had thought that the original Star Fox was a story of his dad because I never played the original one Nintendo until I found out that no, that's not how this works. No, it's still Fox. Uh, yeah, I oh, mean the you. first level on of the Super Nintendo game so that it would unlock the Star Fox Two in uh, my SNES Classic, <laughs> but then I never played Star Fox Two. From what I've heard, yeah. it's also you like, didn't like a, this game. So the old yeah. games aren't canon in this one. I liked this game. Why did you think oh. I didn't like this game? Because of our conversation before. Oh, oh, because I was yeah. Well, yeah, that was, but that was <laughs> while I was playing it. Okay. <laughs> this also well, comes back should... to Mike not being a uh, survival horror fan because he'll talk to, like, like I imagine if you talk to me and Stefan about any game, we're like, God, fuck this game, God damn it, ugh, ugh. and then like a day later we'll be like, Oh man, that was really fun. I had a lot of fun playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, especially with Mega Man and Resident Evil. See, see the problem. What would have been a lot better? I think my my gameplay experience with this would have been better if uh, if when Mike told me that I was going to be talking about this game in six months, I had started it before <laughs> yesterday or two days ago. Cool. Two days ago, because I we're recording on Sunday. I thought we were recording on Saturday, so I binged through the whole thing on Friday night except for the final boss, and then I realized that we were recording on Sunday. <laughs> you can, I mean, that's the thing, you can, well, you're meant to beat, this game doesn't have saving in between levels either. It's meant yeah. to be played in one run, and you go one of the three paths that all lead to Venom, That e and Ooh. each planet will have different bosses, and different things happen. Like, I'm right now looking at screenshots, and I'm seeing levels that I never even, mm. I didn't do because I didn't go with different paths. Right, so. beat the game and said, fuck it, we're done. So, for example, like the first level, I think it's Carnaria. Uh, it you, yeah, like right before you get to the end boss, if you turn, if you lean right, there's a waterfall right there, and you can just go through it, and it'll take you to a secondary boss. Yeah. And then after that secondary boss, you'll go down a different diverging path in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. That that makes up the world map. Huh. Which which makes the game longer. <laughs> That's and more difficult. <laughs> I like that you fly through a waterfall and that somehow leads to a different part of the galaxy. <laughs> like there's a yes. wormhole in the back of it. <laughs> like realistically, you'd still finish that planet and then go to the next planet. <laughs> at, at no point would you be like, all right, well, you defeated the waterfall boss. Time to go. <laughs> time well, to butter, get you know, butterfly, butterfly flaps his wings. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it just completely changes your future. 
I immediately flew into that fucking waterfall because this is an old N64 game. There's always a secret behind the fucking waterfall. <laughs> I also oh, played um, Star Wars Starfighter, and when you're on Naboo, there's a bunch of waterfalls you can fly into and get better ships and stuff. <laughs> or get, like, upgrades to your ship. So I was like, yeah, this is a flying game. This is... most So much of this game is based off Star Wars. It's got the Star Wars mentality. There's something behind that waterfall. Mm-hmm. I never course. even thought about that. I don't even remember this waterfall. I just went through the whole first level, beat it. Well, I just wanted to go the easy path anyway because I suck at games like this. Like, I had to save state. <laughs> even the first time I was playing in the first level, I had a couple issues. Then I got the hang of it, and I was okay. But, yeah, it wasn't uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it takes a second to get used to. It's not super slow like some of the flying and some of the levels can vary from like super fast to super slow plus you also have to factor in the fact that uh some of the levels that you dare not even flying you're in a tank or you're in a submarine there's one submarine level which i didn't play because that's on the hard path but i did see a youtube video of a speedrunner doing it that looked that, that's annoying so if that there's all this easy. extra content that's like the other paths and stuff why is the multiplayer so bad uh, uh like to multiplayer. Oh man. Probably an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, uh, but like that's what most people spent most of their time on. I thought that's what <laughs> this game was known for. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, maybe it was like Goldeneye and it was just kind of tossed in like, oh yeah, multiplayer. But it's like what is the what is the multiplayer in this so game the multi- even like? The multiplayer is you have uh either point match, time trials, or battle royale. Battle royale. Um which uh, basically point match is you fly around in the stage and try to shoot each other uh, for like 45 minutes and you get to three points and then time trial. You have a limited amount of time, which sounds like a good idea. Uh, and then battle Royale, I think just people just have one life, which is also yeah. a good idea uh, for all one life, which by the way, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second because everyone Always says now that like PUBG and those games started the battle royale game movement. Fucking battle royale modes were around forever. Like yeah. I remember playing Ooh. Halo, early Halo, and setting it to one life multiplayer with like going in with like four people, and that was that's battle royale. <laughs> People were like, yeah. oh, PUBG started the battle royale thing. Like fucking no, it didn't. Battle royale has yeah. always been in games, and Star Fox even called it the battle royale mode. And actually, I will say, I will say that it's actually not that bad. I, I, I. I was I was exaggerating. My only complaint is that there are only two stages. There's only there's a uh, uh, Corn Cornelia or whatever the first planet is, and then uh, like Venom or something. I I forget if it's Venom or one of the other like later stages. And it's really bad with two players because it's literally <laughs> you're literally just it's one on one dogfighting. Uh, it's better. It's better now that I've played through the campaign and I like kind of actually know how to like do how to do a barrel roll or do a somersault or whatever. Um, I was able Halo. to I was able to beat my wife. So um, <laughs> although although just barely because we kind of both crashed because I I got I kept running into buildings um, when I was shooting her, but we both crashed, but she crashed right before me. So I won. But uh <laughs> It's just like they have all this, all these extra, all these extra maps that they've developed. Um, I mean, I think it was mostly just a the the two maps that they had were mostly just like existing maps from levels where you'd mm. fly around. I mean, you could easily have uh, have just had the the one with the planet, co- the one with the core. 
Yeah, that was probably those... just an afterthought. Where yeah, like, well, see if this game came out today, all those maps would that would actually be yeah. You have to do like the season pass to get all the maps and yeah. I don't know. It just uh, it just is like because I felt like I mean I, I I didn't realize that there was a, I mean I knew there was a campaign, but like a meaningful campaign in in this. I thought most of the game was the multiplayer because that's how when I was a small child. The same jerk that owned uh, Goldeneye and kicked all our butts would kick our butts at this. And I think I resented it because the uh, because it wasn't as good as X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which is probably still true. Probably, yeah. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter is a really good game. The multiplayer for this game was also always bizarre to me because, I, again, I also had a friend that was a jerk that had this. Um, <laughs> and I remember we had to do the... In order to unlock... You can unlock different vehicles or, like, I guess. So the most play, you play as the R-Wing spaceship. If you play through the story and get medals, you can unlock different ways of playing multiplayer. So you can play the R-Wing spaceship or you can upgrade to the tank, the Landmaster tank, and then you can also <laughs> upgrade to just being on foot, which is not how that progression is supposed to work. <laughs> you, I, okay, you upgrade so those... from spaceship to on foot with a bazooka. <laughs> It's just weird that they even put that in because nowhere else in this game but that multiplayer do you do that where you run yeah. around with a bazooka. <laughs> that is not this game at all. And you have to unlock that. It's, it's so bizarre to me. This was a uh, bizarre game. Especially for someone that doesn't like flight simulators or these type of games, it, it was bizarre. I would love to see like Star Wars Battlefront 2 try that tactic where everybody starts in, in Starfighters and the more... The more damage you do, the more likely you are to be put on the ground on foot. <laughs> oh, but another thing with Star Fox, I mean, this is kind of more Star Fox in general, but it tends to out like these characters are always returning. The character they introduce in this game, you know, Star Fox team, the Star Wolf team, just uh, whatever the hell the sergeant is, all of them, they stay. And so does Andros. I think Andros is always a villain. I yeah. think. What's well, an Nintendo mm -hmm. game? So it's not like. Yeah. Just like Zelda, Mario. What am I yeah. saying? You say that so like forlornly, no, I, but I like it, that part. Concept didn't come in my head as I started talking. I'm like, oh yeah, I sound like an idiot now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but it's a Nintendo game. the The bad guys are always the bad guys, um, except until like just recently. Um, <laughs> but the bad guys are always the bad guys. The good guys are always the good guys, and the bad guys minions will eventually join your team. That's like the rules of Nintendo. <laughs> oh, and like. I mean, they do, like, one thing I think, I know we kind of touched on a little bit, like, there were so many different bosses in this game, which I thought was pretty cool. And I know some of the boss fights were in what's called all-range mode, which we haven't mentioned yet. All-range mode is where you have, like, this big arena to fly around in, and you can turn around if you get to the edge of the arena to stay in it. You know, like, you can break, slow down, or boost to shoot the guy so, you're going after. So who was mm -hmm. in all-range mode besides the first boss? I feel like a couple were. I know the generator fight that you hated so much, or the core That's fight. That's not that a has boss, though. Does that yeah. count as a boss? It's like just there sitting there in the middle. It's just a. It's just a cylinder with. The There's other bosses in all range, but aren't there? I'm not crazy, right? Not in the. I mean, not in the the crappy. Not in the. Not in the. I'm bad at this game mode. <laughs> Easy mode, maybe not. I. Most of them like were that. like. Most of them were like that awkward. Like they're right in front of you, and you can. It's kind of 2D, but also weird. 3D. Where you can move to the left, to the right, up and down. Like, you have the whole area to move around, but you stay in front of the enemy, and they sometimes will jab at you with something or shoot at you. That was strange. So you played the easy route, Mike, so you didn't get the true ending. <laughs> no, I, I know what it is, but no, I didn't get it. Yeah, this game had 
two separate endings depending on whether you played easy or hard. I think there's also a medium route, but I don't know what that. So gets you. the good guys won in my ending. What happened in your ending? It's the same. It's a, it's just a slightly different. Yeah, in the easy ending, um, Fox shows up and kills Andros, but Andros like survives and it's just like drifting in space. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hard mode, you like fight Andros, and it turns out like you you fight him, and it's like a second form where he's a big floating brain, a la Metroid. Yep. Um, <laughs> With eyes. <laughs> With eyes, yeah. And uh, your dad appears and is like, here's how to get out of the planet, son. Yeah, you have your Star Wars moment. Yeah, it's use literally Star Wars. It's yeah, just <laughs> Use the push tail. But it's really like, use the GPS, use the map. You have a map, idiot. <laughs> and I know in that uh, ending is where you like have to fly through like a tunnel and there's things trying to kill you or yeah. close in on you or something, right? It's escaping the Death Star. This game is yeah. so Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I love it. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Because the entire game is just Star Wars Starfighter. I liked the part in the in in Star Wars where Luke was driving down the Death Star trench and there was somebody in front of him and he didn't realize that he was supposed to shoot that person, so he just kept driving straight for like twenty minutes. (laughs) It turns out Luke totally could have saved Wedge. Just (laughs) like the idea, Luke let Wedge die because he was kind of annoying. I mean, Luke luke does save wedge wedge survives oh yeah wedge, who's the other else? guy i'm thinking of the other dude who's like um, perkins or something porkins <laughs> porkins, porkins yeah. he's fat. yeah he's fat so he's porkins because <laughs> oh. george lucas is great at coming up with names <laughs> one of the dumbest parts in this game though that at least i mean it unlocks a level but it was so stupid is there's a boss you fight in space of course and mm. slippy will drive into the dumbass boss and get hit by him if you don't do something and then after you unlock another one of the levels, because Slippy crashes, you have to go drive the Landmaster tank to go rescue him. Oh no, Fox! Okay, oh. I did play that level. That's that... that so stupid. Yeah, because Slippy fucking crashes every time because Slippy's a goddamn idiot. <laughs> oh no, Fox! Hey, is this cat? In... I didn't ever saw a cat in this game. The cat? purple cat. Uh, I don't uh... Yeah, there's a. I'm looking at the screenshot of Star Fox 64 with cat. The purple cat in this game. Uh, I don't recall her. Cat, oh. I don't either. Somebody out there will know what I'm talking about. Unless I'm uh, talking, unless Cat I'm looking Monroe. at something that's not real. No, I guess she was. Do you know Kendall? Yeah, I don't think so. Cat Monroe I... is a female feline acquaintance of Falco Lombardi. Um, both having a past history together as colleague pilots, but it, it has never been revealed what they used to do, save that they were both in the Hot Riders. <laughs> I'm reading the wiki page for right now. <laughs> Does she have like? Boob armor. Why does she need boob armor if she's a fucking starfighter? Because. Why do you need armor at all if you're in a starfighter? Because you're a starfighter. Oh. What if she has shrapnel? Yeah, but like Fox, like or... and Fox and Falco and Peppy and Slippy don't have armor. They just wear like normal clothes. But Cat gets boob armor. Because if you got shot, your ship gets shot, it wouldn't matter. You'd just be dead. It wouldn't matter what the hell you're wearing. It's over. I guess I'm asking too many questions of a. I mean, we were just literally talking about, about a level where a character gets shot down and lands on a planet. So doesn't just die and doesn't just die immediately. Yeah, no. (laughs) Although although uh although he is picked up by a plant monster while he's still inside of a ship. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Was cat in the was cat in the um the Great Fox? Was like she one of the pilots in there at the end? Because it shows you it shows you like who's in the ship. And okay also, I have an issue with that because it it shows you like who's piloting the ship, 
and there's a robot on there named Rob sixty four. <laughs> Why isn't that Rob? That would be a, it's such a perfect like Nintendo self reference. <laughs> Why isn't it Rob? I Rob think it was I mean, a joke. It's definitely it a reference to Rob. Yeah, but just make it Rob. Like Nintendo owns Rob. They could just make it Rob. Nobody wants to. For those who Rob. are confused by us just saying Rob over and over again, um, we're talking Rob about Rob is an original character for that was in Super yeah. Smash Brothers Brawl. Yeah, he's never existed <laughs> before. For those who don't know, Rob was like a weird game periphery that was designed to kind of like, like clap along and make funny noises when you were it's playing a game. Stupid. And he actually so had dumb. two games. He was that he can play along with. He was uh packaged with the early NES consoles to make it seem like the NES was not a video game system, but that it was a mm-hmm. toy. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally because he had like, the crash. Occasionally he'd like turn around and look at the screen, but that only worked if you put your NES in front of the screen. <laughs> if you put Rob anywhere else, he would just stare at a wall. For any of those actually curious all about the Rob, there's a video on by the gaming historian on YouTube that yeah. talks all it, about Rob. It's, it's an pretty good little toy perky thing. It'd be I I wouldn't mind something like that coming back as like a fun little thing that Nintendo could do because I mean Came all back the from Amiibo. That's true, yeah. But like, there's a bunch of like weird periphery that Nintendo puts out that's always really fun and strange, like the whole Nintendo cardboard thing they're doing now. Oh god, Labo. Labo, yeah. Um, well, there's the Labo and boy. cardboard. I think they're slightly. Different. I don't know. But yeah, know. like, so there's a robot <laughs> in Great Fox that's like piloting it named Rob 64, but it's not the Rob that Nintendo made. It's like a different robot that just is also named Rob. And it's like, it'd be such an easy joke for them to just put Rob in there. You think imagine... he's just on the ship, like playing Atari? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy's playing Atari. You occasionally, think we would notice. Occasionally he turns around, <laughs> the ship just spirals out of control, stops playing attention. <sighs> Take a stare at the wall behind him. <laughs> this game, I just don't know about this game. I, <laughs> I don't know why I had such an issue with that. It's just from a like a development standpoint, it seems like it'd be such an easy thing to do. It's really, it's really funny because I thought it was, I thought it was clever just that they were referencing Rob. I don't know. I did too. Because this would have been, I mean, this would have been like in that, in that time period where it was like long enough after the the. Uh, original nintendo stuff like people still were like oh, i remember the original nintendo it had duck hunt with it um and uh i like how these people who are 90 years old were playing it five years earlier yeah, yeah i yeah. remember five years ago. i don't know i just remember the i remember like being in being in like uh in like a daycare when, like, when i was in like fourth or fifth grade and then like yeah like the the 25 year old uh <laughs> The twenty-five-year-old uh, chaperones were there, like talking about the the original Nintendo that they had played ten years earlier, uh, like it was like it was an an antique, like. Uh, but <laughs> for anyone curious, by the way, I looked it up. A fox year is <laughs> one human year is about five point seven fox years. So a few years later would be like twenty years later. Yeah, <laughs> one one human year is ten guinea pig years. <laughs> And 20 hamster years, guinea pigs are living way longer than hamsters. Holy shit. <laughs> Sounds about right. I'm switching it to guinea pig facts now, people. But, oh, <laughs> God. This why. Oh, but wolves actually live longer than foxes, so. All right. Star Wolf is uh, probably going to be around a little bit longer than Star I'm starting Fox. to get this feeling that maybe we should go to the listener feedback part now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're around talking about cool. guinea pigs. Oh, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to make one more comment before we move sure. on. I really liked... 
the aesthetic, you know, I haven't, I don't know that I've ever played like a, an on rails, like you start at the beginning and you go to the end of the level 3d shooter like this. I, I, I know it's a whole genre, but I don't know that I've ever played it before. And, but what I have played is the 2d shoot 'em ups, the Gradius style stuff. Um, you know, even, you know, as old as space invaders and stuff. And I really liked the, the way that the, they, they sort of translated the types of aliens that you would see in like Gradius that were like, you know, some, some squares next to each other. And they made it into some polygons next to each other. Uh, it just like the way they moved, even like there's the one, there's the one guy that like, is like, it's like, uh, he like, dris- like draws lines and uh, and goes you know goes over and then down a little bit and then over the other way and go down a little bit like that looks like something that would have been in like in like an Atari game, but they've translated it to 3D and I think that that's a really that was a really neat aesthetic that that this game had uh, during mm-hmm. those during those battles. Yeah, it's a it's essentially like Nintendo didn't really create this uh, game. It's kind of like 3D Galaga, yeah. essentially. Right, right, <laughs> but. Uh, it still looks awesome for being a 64 game. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it, yeah, it holds up. It just holds up really well. I think Nintendo 64 is like the, even though it's the first polygon console, it's got its foot in the past. Maybe it's because it's a cartridge. Maybe it's because of whatever else, because the, you know, the game doesn't save, there's no load times, but like, it's got its foot in the past in a way that I think that the PlayStation one did not like the PlayStation one was kind of trying to look forward which, you know, obviously looking to the future is good, but also sometimes when you look, when you, when you, when you have your foot in the past, you're, you keep, you're, you're doing things that are a little more timeless because, because you're, you're doing things that have stood the test of time. The PlayStation one was an important sacrifice to get us where we were today. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and also like just sort of inevitable because the PlayStation one to me felt, felt the most like a, a PC of all those early of all those older systems that makes sense yeah you know at least yeah. up to up systems up to that point and because i was i even thought i thought the playstation one i thought the load times were a feature because <laughs> yeah. i had played because i had played like pc games and and uh, i was like oh yeah loading that's like what my computer does <laughs> yeah. uh, nintendo has always kind of had their their finger in the pulse of like arcade games more than anything else they make I mean, Nintendo even has come out and said, like, more than anything else, they just want to make games that are fun. Like, regardless yeah. of anything else, their games mm-hmm. are just fun. I think um, arcade games in general lend themselves to that more than, like, heavy, dramatic story. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're just going to make Galaga, but we're going to make it this way. Yeah. With foxes like and wolves. Games. That's... And cats with blue armor. I think that always attracts me. Good so story. Feedback. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we normally have done listener questions. But I hope they're all about I... Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. But this week I want to do something different. So I ask people for questions and memories of this game because a lot of people have fond memories of this. Us, not us. I don't think as much. But first, I do have a question from Dave from David Dump. We didn't Dump. Even cover I don't know. Our fucking memories of this game. <laughs> uh, how did you enjoy the greatest Nintendo game ever? We weren't yeah. playing Octopus Creator Time this week. We'll tell you in about, about ten minutes when we do Shuffle Box. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, we weren't playing Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah, we did play. We played Ocarina. Yeah. We, we weren't playing. We weren't playing. No. I we was already playing a bunch of his masks. So joke, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. We were playing Super com- Mario World. Oh, there we go. 
<laughs> that is a great game. I would I could take that. This game is not on that. Uh, one comment I did have here that I that Lee Stewart can relate to is from Andrew Brozek. He said, "How I feel right now, in my non-air conditioned apartment." And he and he posted a little video where somebody's like, "It's too hot. I can't take it anymore." Oh yeah. So That's I thought you appreciate that. Me driving oh. every fucking day with my lack of AC and. <laughs> oh, I should have. You know what? I should have said. Hundred percent humidity. Kirby's Dream Course. We weren't playing Never Kirby's played. Dream Course. That would have been a funnier joke. Before. <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll, Mike, just yeah, put yeah, everything edit out that, and just edit, edit that, that in. And make sure it sounds really like awkward when you do it. Just be like, we weren't playing Kirby's Dream Horse. <laughs> Kirby's Dream Horse? Not his dream course. His dream horse. His dream horse. It's a it's a raising simulator. Kirby's Dream Course. <laughs> you know, none of this is gonna get edited out, right? Because I don't yeah, do that. No, no, it's all stuff. Kirby's Dream Horse Course. <laughs> don't they okay. say that? The best way to know that your thing, your content is going to be included in a podcast is by saying to to edit it out. Yeah, cut this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't get doesn't get cut out then. That's right. That makes me laugh. Podcasting. Okay, another one from Andrew Rafaliski. I guess this this should just be me butchering people's last names. I think that's what we're going to start calling <laughs> the segment. But he said, "I know I'm in the minority. I don't think he is. But beating the game with the true ending the day I got it will never not sting." I mean, a lot of people find that whole thing teary. Like, another guy had posted on here oh, yeah. that I thought was pretty cool. Like, after you finish the game that we had talked about where his dad rescues him, Peppy's like, what's wrong, Fox? And Fox feels nothing. Nothing's wrong. Having just been led to safety by the ghost of his father. Someone else had posted that. And I and I, I didn't see that ending, of course, because, well, one, I didn't mm-hmm. care to go back. But I can see how like that the, can be very cut. It's like Obi-Wan in Star Wars. Don't. Can I just say that if I beat the game the Don't. day that I bought it, <laughs> Back in the '90s, when it was like seventy dollar game, I'd probably be pretty mad. Yeah, that's what stings is that he paid the seventy dollars for it and only got two hours of content. And then well, he was like, "You play it on easy, then you play it on medium, then you play it on hard, so six hours." Yeah. And okay. You play it, all the medals, and then you play it on multiplayer. Or that's you how just work out. Yeah, but he said he got his. He said he got the true ending, so that's like almost the end. I imagine not the. F- first time and then play. and then oh, he's so good at it that all his friends don't want to play multiplayer with him <laughs> unless all of his friends are that good too maybe they started then, a league you don't know like and then he's like and then they're like no we got an xbox because it's actually 2002 and you're a loser <laughs> let's we're gonna go play halo without you you no, go play your games if you're the kid that's bad at multiplayer games you just you're in charge of morale that's what i always did if i mean if i'm bad at anything in a game and our guest Sam, who I play every game with, can attest to this. Whenever I like feel like I'm not doing any work in any game, I just decide that I'm in charge of morale. <laughs> I just do stupid shit to bring the morale up of the team. Does that work? Uh, it works for me. My morale is all the time. Okay, another. This is not really a question, or but this is I do want to earth. I guess kind of feedback from Karen Ryhill. Man, that's gonna be a new name in a second. I butcher your last name. I don't know. She said, that's the game that I played for the first time on national TV. Oh, wow. And then someone else, and then people had to ask, and I, I had to mention it because I thought it was pretty cool. Apparently, it was on a 90s ca- ca- Canadian show called Video and Arcade Top 10. Wait, did she so. play, the game was played by her for the first time on TV? Or yeah, she played... she played it for the first time, and it was on national TV. Not wow, the first a, time the game was played. That's awesome. That's so but cool. I thought that was really cool, so I wanted to bring that on the show. So she said, like, episode, I'm on national TV, and I played Star Fox 64 for the first time while I was on it. That's what I thought she meant, but... I think that's what she meant. But if she that's played cool. it... Either way, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have been on national TV. 
But hey, if you uh, want to invite us, we're free. Okay. Who, who says we haven't been on national TV? I was on Slime Time Live. I think I was on the news one time. That sounds. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I think Kendall's story was more was more impressive. I was yeah. in the background. I was, I was in the. I mean, I was in the bleachers. I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like I was. But you could see me because I was uh, sitting in. Because I was like, it was like the uh, the back row of the bleachers and the. the the row was like the handicapped row, but I was like sitting in the handicapped row, so you could see me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was way older like... than all the other people there, <laughs> so you're just way taller too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like in eighth grade. Everyone else was like twelve. I mean, was like eleven. <laughs> I can say and I've been on. I, don't know. I think I've been on a few Weather Channel reports because they always do the. I, I for those who don't know, I live on the East Coast in Virginia, and so they always do like the big hurricane reports out out here. And this so, is Hill. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, actually, yeah, it's it, it is really foggy out right now, so it's creepy. But um, <laughs> yeah, whenever there's a hurricane coming, they always like go out to the beach and they they find some like random pool and they're like, oh, look at the waves because it's slightly windy outside today. And so whenever we saw that as kids, we'd always like try to drive down to the beach and find them so we could be the the idiots in the background of their shots, walking just walking <laughs> by. Oh. See, she, she hers is cooler because hers is actually uh, like she was actually there talking to her, not actually. Just, featured, <laughs> look at that guy yes. riding his bike in the background. Yeah, yeah. Hers was like a, a purposeful event. We like to be the idiots who, like, while they were talking about how a, a Category Five hurricane was going to kill us all, we like to be the guys who were just walking casually in the background, like not caring about anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's way less impressive. <laughs> got a couple questions I want to read. Another memory here from, from the Overblood Group. A uh, one from Sparky Jones. Each monkey boss yells something just before they explode. Which of these phrases is your favorite? Yeah. Hell, I didn't even know they yell anything until I just read this question. So. I think there's one that just screams like right before he explodes, and I like that. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. You're blowing up my mech. I think there'd be a lot of screaming involved, knowing that my life is about to flash before my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I've been hit. Ah. My favorite thing was the one um, <laughs> Stefan said, where it's just like the over the top. Uh, joke about your dad being dead like, yeah <laughs> i don't dad's not i don't remember yeah i don't remember if this if this guy uh what he said when he died but i really liked the um the one ship that uh it's got like three different three or four different phases of the it's like the first one that you have to shoot at the yellow boxes i think it's the second level um and uh he's like I give up. You're better than me. Oh, I my. surrender. <laughs> if this does not work. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. The guy Stupid. who is obviously like, he's like, <laughs> obviously fake surrendering. And Peppy even has to chime in. And he's like, Fox, watch out. He's, he's clearly planning something. Yeah, it was oh. like, I can see his shields are at 50% right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, it might as well have been him going like i surrender you got me and turning around and you see he's got a knife in his hands like, go ahead and put the handcuffs on me if you dare i thought you were gonna say he had his fingers crossed his fingers obviously <laughs> one of his hands his fingers are crossed the other one he's just holding a knife oh it's like another, something like what we do in the shadows or something where it's like i'm surrendering no you're not uh yes i am no you're clearly not <laughs> uh one from a manual uh, he said, can you even barrel roll, bro? Yes, yes, I can. No, you Sometimes. can't, because you're in a ship, so you have to do an alien ladder roll. on roll. <laughs> <laughs> Star Fox land. I think it's aileron. I think that's how you say it, but it's... I prefer... I like, think you're right. Ron. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it just all right two more things i want to read uh, one from daniel jones who was just on the show last week have any of you played starlink i've been wanting to play it since it seems like a spiritual successor to Star Fox, but i just haven't had the chance was it we got nothing oh, starlink any... the one that has the r wing that we mentioned earlier in this episode i just wanted to mention it because he was maybe, on the show maybe one day maybe we'll throw it on the show yeah hey you never know yeah, I uh, I I haven't played it, but um, I will say like just sort of in general, I wish that there were more high profile flight simulator games out there. I feel like it's combat. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that that's good. I probably should play some of them. Oh yeah, but... I mean they're over the top like Japanese like story games, but like like, like in the last in the last fifteen years, twenty years, uh, the shooter. I think has developed, you know, over time so that like controls are really good. It feels really good. They've kind of almost perfected the genre where I don't feel like that same uh, evolution has occurred in flight sim games. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I just, you know, I, I, to quote my to quote my best friend, Nick, I just want another X-Wing versus TIE fighter <laughs> like. You know, I just I want I want a game that is because because in the 90s, these games were the best of the, you know, flights. Microsoft Flight Simulator was like, oh, yeah, this game that everybody loved. You know, (laughs) I remember when Google Earth came out and you got Google Earth just so you could play the flights. I mean, fly your fly your (laughs) Cessna into the Twin Towers back when when that was a funny joke because the 9-11 hadn't happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Long time ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it. but there was a whole like the whole this whole era of of these like really great flight games. And I mean, honestly, as as mo- as well as this one holds up, this one wasn't like even at the time wasn't even like one of the best ones. Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, I, it, but but they sort of I mean, I'm sure maybe the maybe the maybe the innovation has continued. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I should just shut up and play Ace Combat or <laughs> I mean, Star just play Ace Combat. But also, I feel like a lot of. It's been, it's been like a it was like a, a divide in the path where like shooters kind of developed a standard and they all follow that basic standard now. Whereas flight sims were like I feel like they're still all over the place where you still have like your ace combat games which are pretty pretty like basic controls. Um, but then like a bunch of other flight simulators want to go like all out and require you to get a bunch of periphery with it like the actual stick like the actual stick and like headset and it's just some of them ask you to spend so much money on just like stupid stuff that you don't need and it's like eh if you didn't do that maybe you'd be selling a lot more copies of your game if you weren't asking mm-hmm. people to buy a cockpit to build around their computer yeah <laughs> you have some smaller stuff like yeah ace ace combat does pretty uh it's pretty good i think i haven't played world of warplanes but i know some people have said it's it's fairly fun the problem is like yeah. whenever there's a flying sequence in a game it's always secondary to some other aspect like Star Wars Battlefront 2, the new one, which uh, don't play. It's awful, but they have like, yeah, it's a main. It's basically it's mainly a shooter, but you also have like the Starfighter mode, which is slightly better. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that uh, Battlefront that Battlefront 2 has gotten a lot better since its release. And it's also like ten dollars. It's better, but it's also like it's better for the wrong reasons. It's better because they were so desperate to make it a good game. And it's like, well, why didn't you just do that when you released it? I don't. I don't care. One of these uh, days. I got, 
I got one last thing to read. Oh, and actually, yes. another good flight sim is uh, <laughs> there's actually a rail shooter within the Old Republic MMO. That's pretty fun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was or not you could go that. play. Uh, you could go play Lair on PS3 with a move controller. That's yeah. a good flight simulator. Oh. Oh, God. oh, God. Everyone remembers that. I own it. They <laughs> passed no, out. No. You'll have to play it without the six-axis controller, and I really want to because I love dragons. But Just uh, just find out if you can still play the Google Earth flights in. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. All right. <laughs> and last memory that I want to read is from Kyle Hillard. I used to ride my bu- bike up to the, up to my local ga- Blockbuster and play the game on the store's N64 display unit. I played it long enough on at least one occasion to beat it, and I remember one of the employees being impressed that I was able to finish it. I just thought that was really cool. Plus, he's pretty Game impressive. Forward. I wanted to give a shot. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's before they had that internal clock in it too, where it wouldn't reset after twenty minutes. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> annoying. Yeah, you can yeah, only play like that first demo level. <laughs> they were yeah. just like normal at that time. They were just normal, like you know, you could just a system hooked up to a TV, and that's all it was. That's how I yeah. played. Um, that's how I played the first Star Wars Battlefront two initially. Was on like the demo mode inside of a Walmart. We go to Walmart, my mom would go shopping, and I would just immediately run over to the, like the gaming section and play the demo <laughs> over and over <laughs> and over again. And at some point, my mom was like, "Do you want to just get this game? <laughs> like, you can just you can just get this game." Like, I, I was playing it so much that I think at that point it was already down to like thirty dollars. <laughs> she was like, "I will spend thirty dollars on you." <laughs> really? I love you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will make the effort to spend thirty dollars on you, child. <laughs> That's like a billion dollars, mom. That's super nice of her, guys... though. <laughs> that is. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah. then I had beaten the entire game, and I thankfully uh, they had changed the demo shortly after, so I didn't have to only play Battlefront at Walmart anymore. <laughs> Are you guys ready for Shelfer Box? I think so. Sure. All right, I'll go first. I think it's quite obvious the way I've been talking about this game off and on this episode. It's it's going in the box. I mean, it's a good game. I liked it, but I have no attachment to it. And I honestly can never really much as I'm curious to see the hard to see the hard path to see the ending. I can't see myself actually hooking up an N64 controller and decide to do it all over again. I just I don't see that. So it's going in the box and it's a decent game, but I I want nothing to do with it again. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Stefan, how about you? Uh, yeah, so like I said, I got this for Easter, and uh, of course I went through every single path you could possibly do. You can even divert paths in between paths to create other paths. And uh, even after like years of not having played it and gone back to it, I mean, it still holds up as a good game. It's not like it was bad or anything, so I, I'd put it on the shelf just for being you know, a good, competent game, but I... I don't like plan to play it again for maybe a long time. I don't know, but it's still a good game, so I'll put it on the shelf. How about you, Kendall? Uh, it's a it's a shelfer. It's a it's a shelf. It's like underneath my copy of Superman for N sixty four usually, but it's still on the <laughs> shelf. Um, of course, should not be on anybody's shelf. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, real but realistically, every game like, is somebody's would, favorite game. <laughs> I would say I would say that I would pull I would pull this out for a for a um, for a party. Uh, the best the best thing about it is I feel like the controls are simple enough if you've played it, but like still like not intuitive enough if you haven't played it. That if I practiced for a week, I could be good at it, and then people would come to my house and we would play multiplayer, and they would be bad at it. 
um, and then I could <laughs> feel good about myself. Because that's really my dream is to like have is to like be the guy that owns the game, you know, be that asshole kid. It doesn't usually work though, because I'm just so in I'm so inherently bad at video games that even if I get a game and practice, 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 and then my friends come over having never played it before, they still kick my butt. But I feel like this one might might be different. Nice. I, I just make Mike play survival horror. That makes me feel good. It does not make me feel good. Bastard. <laughs> oh, how much you Stu? I'm gonna put this on my shelf, actually. I um I had a lot of fun playing this game. I haven't played it in a long time. I haven't played it for like probably like 15 years. Um, but I had a lot of fun going back to it and playing it and like trying to remember which paths I used and trying to get that that hard hang, which I was unable to get this time. But I I've gotten in the past. So I know that it's a it's a it's funny because it's so restrained, but it does have like some real emotional weight behind it. So I know that got me as a kid. I haven't played very many Star Fox games, but I like I really enjoy Star Fox 64. Part of it is also me being a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> There's yeah. so much Star Wars in this game that I just love. I mean, I like I, I was joking about it, but this game really does have a lot of Star Wars influence on it. Characters will repeatedly say, like, I've got a bad feeling about this. And you've got a main character <laughs> named Dengar. And there's a just there's a ton of references packed in. Yeah, I didn't um, realize that until we did this episode. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't catch those for some reason. Yeah, there's a it's called Star Fox. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars <laughs> Fox. It didn't click. That's actually going to be the name of the new movie. Is Star Wars Star Fox sixty four the last Star Fox? You know what? It can't be worse than Episode Eight. So hey, I thought parts of it were okay. Um, we're okay. But yeah, I really enjoyed this game. I wasn't expecting it to have the same. I wasn't expecting it to be as. I wasn't expecting it to be as enjoyable as it used to be. Um, I thought the age would kind of like start to show itself, but I mean, like it kind of did, but it's still, it's still just a really fun little experience. It's a fun little rail shooter. I had, I really thoroughly enjoyed playing this. It's definitely going, it's definitely staying up on my shelf for a while. That's going to get in like another 15 years, maybe not, but we'll see. Yeah. I was the only outlier. (laughs) To be fair, almost every game goes on my shelf. That game's got to be pretty shitty for me not to put it on there. Maybe one day I'll keep track of this, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. One day I'll come on and I'll, I'll guest on. If I'm gonna guest on an episode, of pro- it's probably gonna be a game that I'd put on my shelf. I'm not gonna be like, no, that shit game that I've never heard of. I want to be on that episode. The funny thing well, is, if we of- if we started a spreadsheet for this because we have like rotating guests constantly now, the spreadsheet would be like ten pages long and it'd be like mm-hmm. one name, huge. one one vote. <laughs> That's why I've never done it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I it's 64 shelvings. <laughs> Random no. guest number 45, one shelving. You guys got to, you guys, what you guys got to do is you guys just wait until you have like a super fan that does that for you. I oh, am. Yeah. Like one of those fans that's like, like uncomfortably obsessed with the show. And yep. We just have to always have all like, he's on a watch list for like, is he stalking us? We don't know. I want to get over 100 at the week, 100 episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're on Wikipedia yet. I'm pretty sure he runs the wiki and gets upset when anybody goes on there and gets any information wrong. <laughs> He's I also mean, Russian. He's trying to influence our our, our voting. <laughs> I'm sorry to let you guys know we are not on Wikipedia yet. So. <laughs> I've rigged the system. <laughs> <laughs> but Stefan, why don't you introduce what bullshit shitty ass fucking <laughs> thing you're making us play oh. next week? 
god. Okay. I hate you right now. It is not bullshit. It is not shitty. It is a classic, a timeless classic called Resident Evil. And like that's a, it. Just the first one. One of the We're best the remake, games though. ever made. What bullshit are we playing? Oh, God. Don't eat. Oh, you wait till next week. I got. We're playing the remake, the 2002 remake. I'm playing the HD version, but it's all the same game, so it doesn't well, matter. You'll but... be playing it. Stefan and I will be living it. Yeah. Uh, you guys must have, a, you must have some terrible working living conditions then, huh? Uh, got dead bodies <laughs> laying around the floor. You know, people trying to grab you and hug you and bite I you. Burn them. I don't trust them to lots get back of, up. Can turn to lots of herbs. Um, <laughs> you live in Arizona, <laughs> so there can be lots of herbs, I think, aren't there? Nothing but red herbs. Yes. That should be an interesting one next week. All right. Well, I want to. Any last, any last things you guys want to say before we start plugs? I play Star Fox. Yep. Uh, may the fox be with you. <laughs> All right, Kendall. Since you're our guest, you want to give another quick shout out to your podcast? Yeah. So uh, you can find everything I do at KendallCast.ninja. Um, just quick elevator pitch. Uh, my big projects right now. We've got That's What We Call Music, a song-by-song review of the Now That's What I Call Music podcast. There's a question mark at the end of the name. I did not speak it with Upspeak. I apologize. Uh, we got Beyond Bulbasaur, uh, where we talk about a random Pokemon every uh, episode. And uh, and then I got uh, a big project this year is the Star Wars Roundtable discussion uh, available on the Kendallcast Master Feed. Um that uh, just go to Kendall cast on your iTunes and get all the things. Uh, and uh, we're talking about it, a different star Wars movie every, every month in the lead up to uh, rise of Skywalker. We just recorded our, a new hope episode. So if you're oh. a big fan of all the prequels, go back and listen to all the prequels episodes. I should listen to the new hope one. I haven't listened to that yet. Yeah. I, well, I haven't posted it yet. Uh, oh, then I wonder. I seen <laughs> we I just like, oh, recorded it. We just recorded it, which means in, Two to seven weeks. I will. I will. Po- I will get around to posting it. Yeah, you're not like <laughs> me, where we record something the next day. I po- well, you. I like for these the next day. I post it. Yeah. yeah. Well, as soon as we finish this, I process it. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. Otherwise, I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, but I try to. I try to get these up real fast. So, all right. Another one to give a quick shout out to the other podcast I mentioned earlier is Zach and Dean's Geek Machine. So, if you guys need a new podcast to add to your repetition, you got two more to add to your add into your cycle. Hey. And we should give a quick. First time listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we should give a. And there might be some people would be the first time listening to this episode. I think every week we get new people. I don't know if they're still here at this point. But every week we get new people. Goodbye. Uh, they switch uh, out. <laughs> uh, do if you guys get a chance, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I don't. I always will try to post images for the game. This one was a hard one, but next week there should be a fucking ton because oh, yeah. RE will be easy to post shit for, and I will be lots of crying with it <laughs> because I don't like it. Just post every death screen, every death screen you get. I don't die. I have not died yet, but that's also because I'm using a guide and playing on very easy. So you know, <laughs> but we'll see. All right, and want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro, courtesy of Mike Bulby, aka Stony. I that, said that wrong. <laughs> uh, this cool kid squad from the EP, bite the bullet. Oh god. So yeah, Is that you get a new kids on the block or something. <laughs> Yeah. Get a chance, follow him on YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes. I'm tired. That's all I got. All right. All well, right. everyone have a good night. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Uh, awesome. Thanks. Bye. I stay up until...